for me, one of the benefits of SPIVs is that it's an organization full of people who have done it, people who faced the hard times. I, I, I'm a huge boxing fan and I love that line from Mike Tyson, like, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And this profession can punch you in the face. Um, and, you know, I think we would all testify to that, you know, whether you're a student or whether you've been doing it 40 years at some point, we've kind of gone, can't be bothered with this anymore. But the reality is like, you know, when you get punched in the face, you adjust your plan. Um, and I, that for me is one of the greatest things about it is that you can literally look at it and go, all right, yeah, that avenue's shut. I'm not going to do that now. Let's go and do something else. Welcome to the first part of a special VBJ First Opinions podcast in association with SPIVS, the Society of Practicing Veterinary Surgeons. As part of an ongoing initiative to highlight the benefits of SPIVS membership for those starting out in their careers, VBJ editor James Westgate hosted a panel discussion featuring three younger vets and three SPIVS board members with decades of experience between them. Called Bridging the Gap, these groundbreaking discussions form a two-part podcast series. This first part focuses on some of the barriers to career progression and diversification that face young vets and how SPIVs can help overcome them, while the second instalment goes on to look at some of the solutions and how SPIVs can help vets at all stages in their careers across a range of issues, from EMS and emerging technologies to leadership and legals. We'd like to thank Leanne Brown, Ben Sweeney and Vicky Farben from SPIVs, as well as Holly Sutton, Nat Morris and Alice Varney for their time and their input into a project we hope will help other young vets find their way in the wonderful world of veterinary business. Hi everyone and welcome to a special VBJ First Opinions podcast. First of all, I'm going to introduce the panel we've got tonight, starting with Leanne Brown. Just a little bit about you, Leanne. Hi. Hi, uh, I'm Leanne. I'm a vet. I've been qualified for 21 years um, from Glasgow. I own a practice of Vets for Pets Harrogate. Um, I've had to practice for 13 years and I'm on um, SPIV's board of directors and I'm their honorary editor. Thanks for that. And Holly? Hi, yeah, I'm Holly. I've been graduated just under a year, so I'm one of the COVID cohorts. Um, I've spent my first eight, seven, eight months in clinical practice, but I'm currently on a self-employment hiatus building vet fits, and we're a wellbeing service for the veterinary profession. I should have made it clear, it's Holly Sutton and Natalie Morris. Hello, I'm a 2013 Liverpool graduate and I bought a practice in 2017. <laughs> um, I've got a keen interest in small animal medicine and currently completing a certificate. And I've really enjoyed the diversification that buying a practice has allowed me and trying to grow and progress the practice forward has been a big highlight for me. Fantastic. Hopefully we can talk a bit more about that later. And Mr Ben Sweeney. Hi guys, yeah, I'm Ben Sweeney. I'm a 2008 Liverpool graduate, so my hairline is now very reflective of how long I've spent in the profession. Um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've sort of taken a bit of an alternative career path, so I was an equine vet for six years, then I switched to small animal practice, and in recent years I've been involved in digital startups. So my first one was a business called Simply Locums, and my current business is a digital telehealth platform called Vidivet. I'm also on the SPIVs board with Leanne and Vicky. And that to me is a great privilege because SPIVs has been so instrumental in exposing me to so many people across the profession. Um, so yeah, 13 years down, only about 40 to go. 
and a good advert for the kind of diversity you can enjoy with a vet degree there. But again, we'll talk about that later. Vicky Farben. Yeah, so I'm a 2003 Cambridge graduate. Um, worked at the same practice from a week after I graduated <laughs> until still going strong now. Uh, we were mixed practice to start with and we now are just small and exotics. Um, I've got certificates in small animal medicine and diagnostic imaging and more recently became a shareholder three years ago and it's an independent practice we've got about 14 vets joined the space board this year still find I've got a bit of energy to to give and like Ben I think it's a real privilege and the, and the network that you gain from it it's sort of I joined because I didn't well, I wanted to Im- improve things in a way, change the perception of spivs a little bit. I think a lot of people think it's, you know, old men, owners dressed in sort of tweed, as it were, and, you know, the James Herriot style, and it, it's not. Um, we listen and we respond, and um, it's one of the best networking places to do that with. So you can make a real difference if you, if you do join and, and become part of it. Fantastic. And finally, Alice Varney. Hiya. Um, so I'm a vet student at the University of Liverpool. Didn't realise we had so many Scousers on tonight, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so many Liverpool people. Uh, so I'm currently interested in absolutely everything, loving vet school at the moment. Um, currently leaning towards small animal, but I'm not sure. So maybe mixed practice, but maybe small, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that's currently my interests. And in my spare time, I'm currently running after my family puppy, Rosie. And catching up on studying and lots of baking. You also mentioned you've got four budgies as well, Alice. Yes, and I also have four budgies who are very noisy and keep me on my toes. <laughs> got to give them a mention. Right, well, thanks for that, guys. So I think we were going to start with Holly. Just to give us a little bit more detail, Holly, about what you do and some of the challenges you're facing at the moment in getting some of that done. I know you're developing various different business options and you're part of a collective of businesses as well. So just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So none of this was in my plan. My plan was to spend at least two years in clinical practice and then potentially stay diversify, diversify. It hasn't really been in my long-term plan to be a general practitioner for my whole career, um, but I'm not the sort of person to set specific goals, but I knew I wanted to delve into a few different buckets um, of expertise. My first clinical job wasn't quite the right fit for me. And with the difficulties of moving during COVID, et cetera, I wanted to explore other avenues in the same location that I am now. And that involved going self-employed. VetFit has been a massive passion project of mine throughout my final two years of university. And we were sat down having a meeting thinking we can't grow at the moment unless one of us gives up our job. And I just thought, you know what, life's too short, better an oops than a what if. And the way that my job was going wasn't quite right for me at the time. And I knew that that fit is something that I'm really, really passionate about. I wanted to develop that with my career. And actually now's a better time than ever because of the mental health strain that COVID's put on us even more so. But in order to build the business, I need to develop my business skills in other areas as well. So I'm freelancing for two other non-clinical veterinary organisations, one of which is um, Vetstego Diversify Careers. Um, So I'm running up the operations for that, which we've kind of kicked off. We've been around in Facebook for a while, uh, but we've become as a branch, a marketing service for veterinary jobs in stay, go and diversify sectors. So I'm learning loads from that aspect. And I'm also helping a very good friend of mine who's also a podcaster, Naomi Meller, with her new business, the Skylark Collective, which is a collective of podcasters. So I'm learning lots of new skills on the side and helping develop that fit. We will be launching our practice wellbeing programme 
in September, October time, we've got a really exciting launch event. We were running a session today at SPIVS and VMG SPIVS Congress, which I really enjoyed. Um, so I'm learning lots as I go along. It's very much a what next sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't in my plan, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm missing being in practice already, which I'm really relieved about because I was quite worried that from my first experience, it had set me off on the wrong foot. But also I was worried that it would mean I wouldn't really want to return to the sort of position I was in. But I'm already feeling like I want to get back into practice uh, because I like an active job. I like doing things, but I also really want to help the profession as well. So hopefully we've got two ends to the sword. How do you see SPIVs helping you do all those different things? Because I don't know how you fit it all in. What would you like to get from SPIVs to help you develop your career in in a minute, 60 seconds? (laughs) I could probably fit it in shorter than that. I think leadership and assertiveness is one thing. Mm -hmm. That's something I've really had to learn as I go along. I'm not naturally a leader. I'm not naturally an assertive person. And I've really thrown myself in the deep end with what I'm doing at the moment and help from those aspects, help in being a supportive leader, a good leader, a good manager is something that can help not just you, but so many other people as well. So that's something that I'd say is transferable to what I'm doing, but also clinical roles as well, because I'm noticing that so many issues are from communication leadership, you know, management and support. So I definitely say from that aspect. Mm-hmm. And to you, Alice, obviously still in your fourth year, any ideas of what you want to be doing and how a society like SPIS might help you achieve that? Yeah, I think right now I'm definitely wanting to go into practice when I graduate. And I think the main way that something like SPIS can help is just knowing what employees want, because all of vet school is teaching you how to be a good vet and how to do your job but it sort of comes to this point now where in fourth year you start thinking what you want to do after uni and there's not much information as to how to get employed what kind of job you might be looking for there's not much guidance in that aspect so just something like where should I be looking at applying what sort of features should I be looking for a new graduate job and what employees might want from me what kind of skills aside from the technical competencies that you're supposed to know but what kind of things like communication or I don't know what specific surgical skills might they want me to have or anything like that so what do employees want from me and how can I provide that for them is the main thing I think that vet school doesn't always cover in as much detail as I would like Yeah, I was going to mention that you're a fourth year student. Traditionally, business learnings and some of these softer skills weren't delivered perhaps as readily as they should have been in the veterinary degree. How is that now? Is that part of your course? Do you think you're going to be leaving feeling competent to manage all those other aspects of a working life in a veterinary practice? Yeah, so they do touch on it a bit and it is definitely there. We do have some business management teaching. I think it was in second or third year. But obviously, by the time you graduate, that's sort of at the back of your mind. I don't think something like practice ownership is sort of suggested very much as an option within the first few years after graduation. You wouldn't expect to be thinking about practice ownership within the first five years of graduating. And I think that's sort of reflected in the teaching. Can I come in there then and we'll move straight to Natalie Morris, who did just that. Just tell us a little bit about you and how SPIS is helping and can help. Yeah, so for me, um, buying a practice relatively early on, it was three years um, after I graduated. SPIVS was just a massive support system for me. That email thread, I mean, I'm sure some of you guys have seen the emails. I'd just be like, what, help me with this? And it's because the thing is, you're not taught any of it at vet school. 
And I completely agree that it's kind of not the done thing to buy a practice in your first few years. You know, maybe you do it when you're 20, 30 years out. It's something to aspire to long term. When I applied for the job, the partner at the time said, well, I don't think you'll be right for this job because I'm looking for someone to buy the practice. And then I guess there was that kind of thought of, well, why, why can't I? What, what's, what's different to me? And apart from clinically, um, someone who's more experienced, because it's not like you learn those business things when you're out in practice anyway. You've, just, you've got to learn them at some point. So the SPIVs side of it for me was, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have got through it without it, to be honest, because it was just a place that I could safely ask questions about employment law, about anything, about you know disputes in the workplace and have just like a wealth of knowledge come straight back to me. So it was, yeah, really amazing. Yeah, I guess a lot of the things you didn't leave university knowing, SPIVs have really been able to help you with. Right, okay, well, fantastic. Thanks for sharing that with us. Now we're going to come to some of the, uh, let's say, more established vets on our panel. And some of the things that struck me from listening to the guys there was leadership, good management skills, understanding employees, and I suppose the perennial one, what employers want. but. Leanne, how can SPIVs help with some of these dynamics for a young vet starting out? And again, how's it all helped you? When I was young, which is a long time ago, SPIVs used to do a weekend at Lancaster called Your First Job. And it was basically a, a weekend. Everyone from all the different vet schools got together and there were speakers from every sector of the profession. And they would put on um, lectures about, all. you know, did you want to go and work for DEFRA? Did you want to go into large animal practice, small animal practice? What's the best way to do a euthanasia consult, dealing with difficult situations, how to launch a practice, all those kind of things. And it was invaluable. And still sometimes some of the things that I learned on that weekend pop into my head, especially the the euthanasia consult one was really, really powerful. The universities are offering a lot of versions of that now. But the one thing about that weekend was the power of networking, how you could you could just meet people, get to know them, hang out with them in an informal setting, learn meet other people in the profession. And that's what SPIVS has carried on being for me, really. I mean, I'm lucky. I mean, now in Vets for Pets, we've got our own networks. There's 450-odd surgeries, and that's like 450 friends that do the same as you. But with SPIVS, it's the whole profession. It's people in different sectors. It's people in diversity of roles. You can see the possibilities. And on the email group in particular, whatever problem you're having, someone is going to have had it before. So they will be able to give you sage advice or not. You can listen to it or not. But really the value of having that camaraderie with people in the same role as you and people in different roles as you, that's, uh, that's what Spivs has brought. Fantastic. I'll come to you now, Ben. Um, I mean, listening to some of these younger guys speak, is any of it familiar? Yeah, vaguely. <laughs> that's what happens when you get a few years out and you start forgetting stuff. And I think... For me, it's always interesting because, like, I remember being that kid fresh at vet school and you go in with this sort of hardwired idea as to what your career is going to be and you look at it and kind of go, well, I'm going to be a vet and I'm going to do this and in 45 years' time I'm going to retire and do X, Y, Z. The big reality for me is that, you know, I've been on that journey and I started out on it. It was fantastic. But life changes and and you change and you evolve. Um, And I think, you know, there's... There's so many different avenues available to us. And I think 
many people in many different careers are always, you know, you, you always look at stuff and kind of go, well, you know, once I've started, that's it, I'm shoehorned in. Um, you know, my wife's a, a medic and, and to some extent they are shoehorned in and the great freedom that we have in this profession is that, you know, like like Holly, you can turn around and say, actually, do you know what, yeah, I've only done this eight months and every ounce of tradition tells me that, you know, I stick on this career path, but actually, do you know what, I'm going to press pause and I'm going to go and do something else. Um, you know, I mean, I, I use Nat as a regular example to younger vets who were speaking to me kind of, oh, you know, I want to set up a practice. And I was like, well, I know someone who's done it from three years out and has made a success of that practice. Um, and, and I think for me, it's, you know, we spend a lot of our life telling people you can't do this and you can't do that or you should do, shouldn't do that. Whereas actually, you know, the, there's so many opportunities available to you, whether you're a vet student in the likes of, you know, AVS or, you know, some of the different organizations. And I think, again, one of, for me, one of the benefits of SPIVs is that it's an organization full of people who have done it. Um, and I think, you know, people who face the hard times, I, I, I'm a huge boxing fan and I love that line from Mike Tyson, like, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And this profession can punch you in the face. Um, and, you know, I think we would all testify to that, you know, whether you're a student or whether you've been doing it 40 years at some point, we've kind of gone, can't be bothered with this anymore. Um, but the reality is, like, you know, when you get punched in the face, you adjust your plan. Um, and I, that, for me, is one of the greatest things about it, is that you can literally look at it and go, all right, yeah, that avenue's shut. I'm not going to do that now. Let's go and do something else. Thanks for that, Ben. And Vicky, has the profession ever punched you in the face? Uh, only for the last uh, 18 months but you know <laughs> apart from that it's been reasonable uh, I think it's been been good to us and even we say it's punches in the face I think Covid is something we've all learned from um, and again I know we're banging on about SPIVs here but without SPIVs Covid would have been a much harder punch and I'm not sure as many people would have got back up again um, I think that the support that everyone has given everybody that that's part of it has been absolutely invaluable and I think we've all come out of it you know well not quite yet but we need to all give ourselves a big pat on the back because you know who else is going to do it and you know we've all worked so hard and we're hopefully seeing the end of it or hopefully seeing a new normal for for everybody so yeah Covid was certainly the the biggie for me and I guess for the students as well that are coming through you know the the we've carried on doing EMS at the practice based on sort of the best guidelines that we, we can use. And, um, you know, it's been so hard, I think, for the students graduating last year, the ones that are going to graduate this year and the experience that we've got. And it's just really important that as practitioners out there, we are aware of that. And, you know, we can offer, you know, more support than, than ever. And not just on the, the clinical side. Um, I think the non-clinical side, you know, the, the mental health aspect, the, there's lots of extra things now that we really need to put up there alongside the clinical. You know, being a vet is not just about being able to spay a, a dog or a cat. It's it's all the, the non-clinical part, the communication and everything that is really the whole package that we, we need to be supporting um, each other with. Mm-hmm. And as you say, it's been a 12 months like no other. And it's interesting, but obviously SPIVs may have had a perception in the past of I'd have to be a certain point in my career to be a member. But 
what sort of support, Vicky, again, could I get as a young vet reaching out now looking for some guidance? Yeah, so, I mean, not just for, for COVID, but with, there's a CV reading service, um, which is great because actually um, your CV is targeted to the best person for the job, which I, you know, I didn't know existed when I was sort of writing my, my CV. So it's actually people that would be looking at a CV just like yours um, and giving you sort of some advice. That's great. There's a new grad track scheme for both employee and employer actually um, so it's not just for the new vet it's for the employee to to understand how best we can support them as well and then the the email um, forum which is is just probably the best um, support you, you can get because as the others have said you can write absolutely anything on there and you can guarantee someone's done it and someone's done it worse than you um, and someone's done it and got through it and got an answer or got some support and you know even if you don't like what they're saying, that's fine as well. It's a very honest, open forum. And I think that that's a really nice thing about it as well. So we're saying it's a broad church made up of all kinds of different people and there's all kinds of different support available. And I think that's a really great place to leave our first instalment. So thanks, Ben. Thanks, Vicky. Thanks, Leanne. Thanks, Natalie, Holly and Alice. See you next time. Mm-hmm.